Ladies and gentlemen, men and women, children of all ages, you're about to experience the opportunity to get in on the conversation. So do me a favor, join the conversation as you're about to step into the world of conversations about dot, dot, dot. I hope you enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Thank you for coming back once again for another fun episode of Conversations About Dot, Dot, Dot. And today, it's myself. I'm Will Holland. And with me are the brothers Rasco. Uh, please introduce yourself, gentlemen. Hello, everybody. Good morning, evening, or afternoon, depending on wherever you are at. It is the Rasco brothers once again. I am Jingles Rasco. I am Smarter Rasco. And it's good. I, I know it's funny because it's like I introduced y'all as the, as the Brothers Rasco instead of the Rasco Brothers. I was just having a little fun with that there. Both is fine. So, We've gone back Both is forth. fine. Both, both, both is fine. Both are fine. It all works out in the end. Both are right, fine. So today, thank you. Guys, both are fine. <laughs> Not a problem at all. Both of us are fine. Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. Well, okay. That's very considerate yes. of you. <laughs> Both are fine. Well, you know, I'm, I'm meaning in the sense that both are well. Let me rephrase that. No, oh, yes. I, 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 well. I don't know. Eh. Both are well. You know. We're not going to let Corona so. get us this time. I don't even drink the stuff. No. <laughs> I'm more of a no. Globe Ultra man myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm, the hardest stuff I drink is like sweet tea. So that's about as hard as I go. And I don't drink them from Long Island. That's just not a personal thing. Uh, yeah, you know, so that's just this is me. So McDonald's and Chick Fil A. Although I will say, I don't. It's hard for me to rank teas, mm-hmm. but I have to say, like Chick Fil A is the most consistently good tea I've ever had. Like no matter where I go in the world, the sweet tea is pretty much always made the same. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had a bad batch of tea from a Chick Fil A. I've had overly sugary tea at McDonald's sometimes. Well, I can tell you, I've had not sugary enough. I have worked at McDonald's but, before, Will. And I can tell you that depending on the the regulations for it are pretty lax. It all depends on who's making the tea. Um, Fair enough. But f- when we brew a whole bucket with the the big old tea bags and stuff, and we brew that to refill the the tea thing, um, mm-hmm. they put an entire sack, like four pound sack of sugar in there. So <laughs> that's uh. Well- that's how much sugar goes into the sweet tea. But I would hope so. At least it needs to be sweet. <laughs> at well, least um, well, it needs to, in our yeah, McDonald's. It needs to be sweet, but we just got to be careful not to have Wilford Brimley visions showing up, you know, sitting there just looking at you, shaking his head, going, diabetes. Well, yeah. Will, uh, I, I was diagnosed a couple years ago with type 2 diabetes, so I don't even get to get sweet tea very often anymore. No. Oh, no. It makes me sad because oh. I loved it. But oh, no, no. such is life. On a lighter note. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like myself with shrimp. I'm allergic to that, so I can't eat it. It's just, it's just not good. That's too bad. So. <laughs> Yeah, and shrimp is really tasty. I do enjoy the taste of it, but I can't. I don't enjoy what happens afterwards, so I'd yeah. rather not. That's a big part so, of it. Yeah. So anyway, so I wanted to first of all uh, say, as always, thank you guys so much to, to the listeners out there. I know uh, today's episode, we're going to try to keep it very light for you because we understand that there's a lot going on in the world today uh, with the coronaviruses and such and different things. And I say viruses because there are more than one strand of this stuff. 
Um, so I know that some friends and I were talking the other day at work, apparently in Britain, you know, they're offering these tests where they could pay you like $7,000 supposedly to go to Britain, get infected by the lesser strains of coronavirus to try to figure out a way to get a vaccine. Here's a tip, guys. Don't do that. Just, that's just not a good idea. I'm not saying it's, you know, it's, it, you know, $7,000 doesn't sound like some good money, but I'm like, okay, so by the time you go over to Britain, by the time you fly over, you got to pay for a plane ticket, you got to pay for, you know, uh, passport and things. Then you got to get there. Then you got to eat while you're there. You know, and I know they keep you in quarantine and things like that while you're there, but I mean, at some point, you're going to want something other than what they're feeding you. And then they're going to quarantine you for 14 days. Well, then you don't know if you're going to end up with stuff like that. So, don't. Just be real careful what you're seeing. You know, I know a lot of times it's really easy to put the news cycles on stream and just run them and blast them and blast them. But at some point, give your ears some rest. Give your heart some rest. Um, you know, cut the TV off for a little while. Maybe spend some time with family. You know, spend some time with the kids that are home because their schools are shut down. Things like that. Take some time to find things that you enjoy doing. And we're going to kind of talk about some ideas for that later uh, so that we can kind of maybe encourage you in that regard. So first things first, I want to come back and talk to the fellows about the Atomic Derby and kind of recap that uh, series with, with a couple of quick questions. So we talked about the Atomic Derby a couple of weeks ago that you guys were working on. And so um, I know one of the questions I think I asked then was about not just the character designs, but the story and where you see it going. Uh, I wanted to say, first of all, I really appreciate it a lot of what y'all had to share concerning that. It really encouraged me to hear about the project. Uh, I, I'm going to ask this question as a way to kind of recap. What is the central message? If you could if you could kind of distill it down to one thing that you guys would want to really kind of share about in this story. Well, that's a really good question. And uh, because it's such a good question, uh, I, being the writer and collecting this entire narrative together, will defer to my artist instead. <laughs> <laughs> the message that we're and trying to... So I want to see him. <laughs> he knows what the message is. The message that we're trying to send is uh, we're just trying to make a good story, a fun story that's good to read. Um, with Stan the with Man Lee used to say it. Stan the Man Lee. We're, we're aiming to entertain you. Mm -hmm. And... Um, the point of the story, uh, there's not like, there's a lot of there, there, smaller messages. There's a there's a lot of smaller messages that are going to be put together. There's no like huge overarching one that we can the, that the I closest, can think of right now. The closest one I believe I can think of to push across the board is friendships. Yeah, friendship is a is one of the biggest overlying things I believe for mm. the uh, for the, this story that we are working on. Yeah. Um, because there's a bunch of different kinds of characters coming together, different types of people that come together mm -hmm. and become closer friends because of Derby and their love for Derby. And um, and their respect for each other. And their respect for each other. Another thing, I guess, would be like, you know, uh, respecting each other and their differences and stuff. Because there, there's going to be some headbutting that's going to be happening, um, both mm -hmm. figurative and literal. Um, and <laughs> like, there's going to be, you know, they're not going to get along right away. Not all of them. Um, we talked about bite-sized dynamite. I think as far as the, 
cast as a whole goes, Bite Size Dynamite is pretty much probably gonna get along with everyone right away, except for mm-hmm. maybe Maddie, but that's because Maddie's a a real loner type and <clears throat> is pushes back from affection uh, for I would imagine the better part of the series, and um, we don't. We're not sure how much farther we're going to be going with it. We have so far just like the first match written down um, because we wanted to keep it short and light uh, because we've mentioned before we have this bad habit of just writing something and then just so like we're going to make this like four or five year long like project that is going to take forever is going to be huge and it's going to be spanning and it's going to be all this and that mm. um and then as a result we get burnt out and then just don't make anything at all in the end we're really trying to laser in and focus on this being our first project that we go from beginning to end on and so mm. um we don't know if we're going to continue after that i'm sure we could come up with some stuff but um, mm-hmm. as far as this whole thing goes, like, yeah, the the overarching thing is the friendships. And then there's a whole each other character is going to have like um, different stuff that they're going to be learning um, different, different. Uh, I wouldn't say morals, but different things about themselves that they need to learn about themselves and improve on. We're focusing really heavily on multi-layered characters that are more than just single dimensional tropes because mm-hmm. um we've been seeing that too much in society and in movies and comic books and anime especially anime mm-hmm. and manga <laughs> um it's it's been happening too too much um the TV shows, like even shows that I was severely enjoying, like Flash and Arrow, then start producing just these dumb characters that are not well written and they're just super annoying. And it causes me to like fall off on these shows that I was really enjoying at first. Um, Right. And so, like, we want to keep our characters grounded and realistic. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the idea that I, I was pretty sure we were aiming for. Is there any addendum you wanted to add on there, little brother? No, that's basically it. It, at its, as a baseline, we started off with this idea of it's a sports story and we've seen plenty of those where it's a team that has to be the underdogs and they have to overcome the odds. Uh, but we're just going to be doing it our way. Nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, man, that's really cool. That's really awesome. It makes me feel a little bit lesser with what I'm about to talk about. But oh, uh, <laughs> at the same time, I think I think, I think think you all will enjoy it because if you guys understand my head at all, uh, then you'll know when I do this that there'll be some moments of interest in it. Uh, so I want to kind of talk a little bit about something that I'm working on. Uh, you know, I think last year, one of the things we, I talked about is my struggle to, uh, and I heard this illustrated so well, I was listening to an art video by an artist I follow on um, YouTube, and I do, can't think of his name at the moment, 
but he said so many people practice won't think about making the cathedral they never take the time to build the small steps into what the cathedral will become and so then it hit me as like you know will your biggest problem is you've got about 12 or 13 small stories that you want to tell but instead of working on any of those you're trying to get this big old huge gigantic thing this big end project done it's like what if you just start telling those small stories and build to a book of small stories and so i remember growing up as a kid reading like the fairy tale books and different things like that the different type of fairy tales and things like that like the, uh like the briar rabbit the tar baby and uh and 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 Red Riding Hood and the Three Little Pigs and stuff like that. And I always remember reading those and kind of learning the lessons, you know, like with Red Riding Hood, of course. Uh, and, 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 and you got to be careful with those because some of, the, some of the stuff behind the stories is a lot darker than the original stories that I read because <laughs> a lot of them were stuff like, you know, the Disney versions of the story. So, you know, You'd read these cautionary tales, for example, where, you know, you, you got to build houses with the best materials. If you don't build stuff with the best materials, it may end up getting destroyed. You got to be careful not to, or you got to be careful not to um, talk to strangers. Because if you talk to strangers, you can get taken advantage of, like Case of the Red Riding Hood and things like that. So I started thinking, I was like, Will, if you could rewrite, if you could write these stories today, and they're all, as far as I know, they're all public domain characters. So it's not, I, I can definitely do that. So it's like, what would you do? So I'm going to start with my first small story, which is just called Red. Uh, and uh, Robin, Red, I basically would be referred to her as this Red during the course of the story. And so we start off the story very basic. You know, she goes to deliver the stuff to her grandmother uh, but when she goes to deliver this stuff, what she thinks is a wolf uh, comes up to her until she realizes that the wolf is walking on two legs instead of four. And she realizes she's not dealing with wolves, she's dealing with werewolves instead. And which then pauses her to wonder, well, wait a minute. If they're werewolves, then, they're, then they have human faces. So who are they? You know, and so she kind of starts playing with that mystery of it. And then she's going out to Grandma's house. And, of course, she gets to Grandma's house. And instead of the traditional, you know, oh, what big teeth you have. Oh, what big eyes you have. Oh, what big... They basically go in and kidnap Grandma. And she sees them do this. And she's small. And, you know, they kind of knock her down. And they just kind of take her. Take her grandmother. So, of course, then she goes back home. And she goes to her parents, and she's like, well, they've taken, they've taken grandmother. They've taken grandmother. She's like, who's taking grandmother? And so then you got the woodsman getting involved, and they're trying to find the woodsman to find the werewolf, find these werewolves. But the people keep saying wolves. And she's like, no, they're not wolves. They're werewolves. It's like, well, what's a werewolf? It's like, well, a werewolf's a person that can change into a wolf. Of course, they laugh at her. And it's like, that that's not real, you know. <laughs> just they're just wolves, like normal wolves. And so she's trying to explain it to him. It's like, no, the problem is these people can be living amongst us. And so then, of course, the werewolves are trying to figure out how to take Red out because then they're like, she knows us. She knows she knows we're not regular wolves. Like they don't understand that we're not regular wolves. She knows something's uh, different with us. 
So it's kind of this idea where she has to find ways to learn to become a fighter. Not so much to, you know, it's not a revenge plot per se, but it's more like, I got to go get my grandmother back. You know, and we need to find ways to deal with these wolves. So it's kind of more turning it more into that werewolf type dynamic. There'll be some time travel involved because she's going to have to learn how to fight from some places that she doesn't have access to. And so that's kind of that first big story that I'm wanting to tell. And then, of course, the other one is Three Little Pigs, where you have instead of... And the wolf, and one of the wolves that's in the red story mm-hmm. will be the big bad wolf from the Three Little Pigs. So what I'm trying to do is tell these stories, but they're interconnected in different ways. So mm-hmm. there are certain characters all kind of live amongst each other. And not so much like Fable, where it's like this bigger world where everything's happening in this world. But it's the same stories, but it's just interconnected. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I want to do with my project. I want to do a Pistol Ninja's uh, fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Kind of have a group of stories all being told together and different things. So that's kind of the idea that I'm going with. Now, do you guys have questions concerning that? Anything you want to ask? No, I was uh, listening and trying to think of uh, what I would like to ask. Um, I think I have a pretty good idea of what it is that you're aiming for and stuff like that. Um, One thing that I do want to do, Will, is uh, I want to definitely encourage you and um, just advise, like, because it's something that I constantly have to remind myself of when writing stories is like when when you when you want to try and have this smaller grounded focused story um definitely try not to add too many elements to it right away i would say always try and start with the basics the bare bones stuff of what you need and then maybe add more later on to it. Um, just because um, the more you add on, the the bigger the story is going to start to become. And then the more you're going to want to add more to it. And then the story will start to transform from a small focus story to, once again, another huge, overarching, 20-year-long epic that you were initially focusing on just making something small with. Everybody wants to be able to write the Dark Tower series, but nobody wants to write the smaller Richard Bachman books. By the way, Richard Bachman was the original pen name for Stephen King. For Stephen King, yes. Yeah, Stephen King wrote a ton of short stories before he finally Mm -hmm. moved on to... Uh, the Dark Tower, which was his big epic. Yeah. Um, it was, Case of by the way, it Night got Shift. super, super Night... meta, by the way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Night Shift pretty much was his uh, book, of sh- one of his big books of short stories. And that's where we got the inspiration for the Lawnmower Man mm-hmm. movies that they did, which, by the way, I read that short story. Nothing to do with the movies that they did at all. No, of course. Other than the guy cut the yard. That's yeah, about when, it. Like whenever it, there was, was no lawnmower, there was no man. <laughs> whenever have they like really directly f- like directly adapted a book into film? Yeah, 
There was a lawnmower. There was a dude, but we don't want to talk about what that dude did in that short store. Because right? yeah. that was totally different. Than, <laughs> there was no VR. That's mm-hmm. for certain. There was no virtual reality here. Him becoming God in his own mind or anything like that. None of that. Yep. But Jingles makes a really good point. And yeah. I want to piggyback off of that and say that uh, from my personal experience... I know where my faults are at as a writer, and one of them is that I tend to get caught up in the greater narrative, and I am constantly being encouraged by Jingles and Pie Man, because Pie Man is something of our editor, um, to toss that out for now and just mark it down for later, because what is immediately in front of you is so important. And um, I would... I, I, I think what you're doing right now, like, with just the premise of itself, is pretty solid. I would encourage you to get even more experimental with it. Because... Okay, example. I would say... What's going on, you filthy nerds and weeaboos? It's your boy, D.L. Madden, and you are listening to Conversations About... Dot 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 with jingles and smiter enjoy the show and to answer your question my favorite anime is evangelion everybody everybody should know that it's my very favorite um so either set it up in a modern society set it up in a futuristic society set it in another world um have it contrast with our real world I invite you to explore elements that we haven't seen before in other retellings because I like the werewolf angle, but I feel like I've seen that with, uh, what was that horror movie that came out about Red Riding Hood and we found out that like the the big bad wolf was a werewolf. It was like something in the Huntsman or something. something like that. Yeah, no, no, that was uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Snow White and the Huntsman, excuse uh, me. But I'm thinking I think about... you're talking about... There's something with a movie with Amanda Seinfeld, maybe? Yeah, I think that so, but what right. was the name of it? I can't remember. Let me see if I can look it up. Okay. Thank you. But, um, but keep talking about the idea there. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just I just invite, because it's a good springboard. I just invite you to go really nuts with whatever it is that you're going to do. Because Jingles is right. with um, If you have a solid enough premise... It's going to propel you forward. Right. And it's going to make you excited to start throwing things around. Um, That's what happened with us in Atomic Derby. Right. We started creating these characters and we wanted them to exist in a world cohesively. And um, for a while I'd been wanting to write a uh, roller derby story. And I was telling Jingles about it. I was like, I kind of want it to be like realistic. I wanted to focus on character interactions and character growth. Mm-hmm. And as I'm describing it to Jingles, he starts making like this face like he bit into a lemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was all like, no, no, no. It's going to be cool. And he was like, I don't know. And then uh, one night, we just sat down. We talked about it some more. And um, just sort of out of frustration i would like not so much out of my what i was doing but out of frustration of things that was going that were going on in my life uh, i was telling us mm-hmm. like you know what let's just crank it up to 11 let's just make this 
an over-the-top action battle series with a ton of heart in it. Mm-hmm. And okay. in, that's when Jingles was on board. That's when Jingles was all like, that's great. And so that's when ideas just started shooting out Admittedly, of us. I was pretty on board before. Yeah. But when we decided that is when uh, my motivation just like... Yeah. exploded for yeah. this project yeah because before i was all like i like this and i would like to work on it yeah. maybe we'll work on it in the future maybe yeah, yeah. maybe we'll look at other projects that we kind of have ideas for right now yeah and just like we'll work on that later yeah um but then when when we had decided that we were going to crank it up to an absurd level yeah um we were like this is great. This is now we're excited. Now we're excited yeah. for it, and we should be working on this now. And then Jingles was all like, "You want to borrow Maddie?" I was like, "Can I have Maddie?" Yeah, I was like, "You can have Maddie if you want." <laughs> and um, I was like, "Great." So the the things that were um, tripping me up, well, not really tripping me up, but setting me off, kind of will, was the you were saying werewolves. I think that's a great idea. Um, then you mentioned time travel, um, and then. You know how there, this is going to be connected to the story of the three little pigs, and these are like more and more steps that I'm all like, this is going to start to bloat the project, yeah, more than I think you want it to. Because I mean, you even asked us what the central theme of our story was, yeah. Uh, so I would flip the question and say, what's the central theme of your story? Okay, so the central theme of the story for for Red would be the idea of don't judge the, the, the okay, not not don't judge, sorry. Um, the old adage of it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. Mm-hmm. And so well, that's with not Red, how it goes, but I like know, it. I'm just messing with you. you know, I'm just messing with it. I'm just yeah. messing with him. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, you're good. But no, the idea that, you know, here's this kid who is not only having to deal deal with her family and not believing her, but she has to deal with a legit enemy that has her grandmother in captivity. And nobody knows for sure how long they're going to keep her captive before they decide that they're just going to eat her. And so there's kind of this race against time for, for Red to learn how to not only defend herself, but to get her grandmother out of this situation. Mm-hmm. So she can get her back home, you know, to where she's safe. So that's mm. kind of that main okay. focus, that main drive. And so if that's your main focus, I don't know if you need too much extra stuff. Yeah. Because uh, if it's a, if the entire thing is about the drive to succeed and the drive to fight and the drive to win, I don't know if you need time travel in there. Yeah. Um, but, but maybe if we, but maybe if, the, and I like the idea of putting it in a different time, mm-hmm. putting it in a different world. Like I said, if you put it in a current current context, the reason why I felt like that I needed time travel is because the, I was trying to draw from the elements of the original as far as the visual style to put it in the original context, but then have her go to these different places where she could learn how to do, like, say, martial arts. She could learn how to be stealthy in other places. She could learn different tactics mm-hmm. that she would need and then basically come back a different version of herself being this warrioress almost. Mm-hmm. And then, but still being a tiny person because, you know, she walks away 
at this point in time, but then when she comes back, she's still a child in that version, that time frame. Even though she may have been gone physically for, you know, she may have been gone in real time, she may have been gone for a year and a half. In her time, she's only been gone, say, two days. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and equal. So that's just kind of what's the idea of the original. But if we change it to where it's a modern day situation, then perhaps she has access to different things in this new world that she's in. Mm-hmm. Instead of having her jump to different places trying to get the experience that she needs. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I have uh, other questions that come into mind that kind of, like, I guess, not questions that I, I, I assume you have the answers to at the moment, but something to think about when when building on this world is like if there are werewolves in this why is it that the people don't believe in werewolves like how is it that the werewolves are so secret that she's the only one that knows about them and the rest of society doesn't believe that they exist like are they exceptionally good at hiding themselves do do they go back to being normal people and can just live in society normally? Like, what is it about these werewolves that one, they need grandma for some reason, mm-hmm. and two, like they modern society doesn't know about them. I want to also reiterate, like, because I, I want to pose a few questions too. I yeah. want to reiterate and say that. Um, I don't really need an answer right now. I just want to invite you to sort of chew on some of the some of the questions that we're posing. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. We. I don't want. I don't want answers right now. Yeah. These are just like. Yeah. This isn't to, to like about. just a, you know discourage Will from doing whatever it is that he's doing. Yeah. It's just a no. let's take a moment to think of this critically. Yeah. Um. So I begin to wonder about like all these other elements of. Okay, well, now we're going back in time. She's a child. She's gaining the experience as a child. Uh, honestly, that sort of, like, sort of befuddled me for a second. Um, but I wonder, okay, but how does that help her character arc? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if you want to write a story about grit and determination and overcoming, um, I wonder about what purposes those time travel elements specifically those ones where she's like reviewing back and forth and like maybe she's actually a child and stuff like that mm-hmm. um what that does to serve your chief narrative focus as a writer mm-hmm. and what in the story that you're trying to tell that's mm-hmm. what that's one thing i'd like to i'd like to see you i'd like to see where you want to go with mm-hmm. that because I mean, okay. Back to the Future used time travel for itself. Right. You know, the whole thing was about time travel, and narratively, it played into that idea the entire time. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Endgame, time travel. Yeah. Spoilers. But it also <laughs> wait. No, it was time travel. Yeah. But don't worry, they explained it. They explained time travel. Um, <laughs> But uh, that's still fed into their story narratively. Avengers Endgame at the very beginning was about regret and the desire to go back and change the uh, your fate yeah. as it was. 
And so mm-hmm. time travel fit into that. Um, so I'd, I, I'd like to just sort of re-explore and see where that fits in with your narrative. Right. And here's another thing that I was thinking, Will. <clears throat> if, if your whole thing is it's not, a, it's not the size of the dog, it's the size of the fight in the dog, um, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like if, if Red were to go and train and become powerful or whatever it is that you decide that you want to do yeah to give her an edge yeah then she is effectively making herself a bigger dog Mm -hmm. whereas if she hadn't done any of that and is still a child and is still doesn't have the experience but is willing to push herself as far as she can to save her grandmother even without all that battle experience yeah that feel like there, there, there's more of a, of an impact more into the statement. story, more of a statement that's being said. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been cases where, like mothers will be driving with their child, getting into and get into car accidents, and the mother gets out where the child's still in the car. The mother is just a mother, but she f- somehow finds it in herself to get to her child and get get the baby out of the vehicle mm-hmm. somehow even in mm-hmm. like dire situations exactly and it's a motherly right. instinct that yeah. kicks in that like gives her more than she knew that she had yeah which is an idea yeah. that i feel like would make a more powerful impact yeah honestly than... when you were suggesting like the idea that she go and get herself some training because i was like i was hearing will out about yeah. like you know he's She's going to different times to get all this different training and stuff. Yeah. I was like, you could just make it that, hey, maybe her grandmother trained her when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And because uh, Will really likes kung fu movies, I would say even lean into that. Will is really into kung fu. <laughs> like, did that just, like, lean into that, right? And right. Make it that, like, her grandma was, like, some sort of martial arts expert or something. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, even if you wanted- Even if this was, like set in like east asia yeah and like this is this is all happening in east asia oh yeah and like <gasps> what grandma is like a, a martial arts hermit yeah yeah and and check it out check it out the reason why nobody's heard of werewolves in east asia is because there are no werewolves in east asia yeah they came from somewhere else oh <laughs> i mean these are all just like are. yeah see see Mira, see? Mira. <laughs> this is how it starts. This is how it starts. But um, like I said, Will, if you still want to do the things that you were talking about, I would encourage you to con- to do to yes. write what it is that you want to write. Yes, <clears throat> regardless of but, what we ask or what we say. Yeah, but at the same time, keep in mind of these things. Like, there's a theme here. And, like, how does something you want to add like affect the theme Mm -hmm. does it add to the theme or does it take away from the theme yeah does it you know because i feel like going through time getting a whole bunch of training and then coming back to face the werewolves Mm -hmm. is like it's effectively it i feel like it takes away from the theme it feels like a bit of of bloating and extra fluff well i feel like it takes away from the theme because like i said it figuratively creates a more powerful dog mm-hmm. a bigger dog mm-hmm. um as opposed to keeping a small dog yeah 
and increasing the fight in the dog. Yeah. Or you could even make it that every single new opponent that she faces is way stronger than her, way bigger than her, so she can't fight on their level. She has to outthink right. them. Yeah. Like okay. the, these are all just ideas. Yeah. I honestly kind of like the East Asia thing, yeah. but once again, Will, this is yeah your this idea, is your, your idea, story. your story. Because yeah. um, there, there's been a lot of times when we've talked to people about Atomic Derby, and they'll be like, "Oh, what if you did this, 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 and this?" Yeah. And it's always, it's almost always stuff that I feel like yeah, is like, takes, act, away. like <laughs> takes away from yeah, yeah. what it is that we're trying to do. Like you guys should give them guns. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. No, I don't they think don't. So. They don't need they guns. Don't need gun. There, was, there was legit a time when somebody was all like, "Hey, what if they're racing against another girl that likes to load shotgun shells into her like gauntlets or something?" And I was thinking about my immediate reaction was just to say no. But I ended up saying, my I ended up saying like I don't know. We'll think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, so so now we're adding elements of Ruby into it. Where we yeah, the I think so. the and I don't even like Ruby. Ones. That that one person I guarantee was probably a fan of Ruby. Yo, Ruby is okay. just Red Riding Hood. It 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 yeah. is. Here's another great example of. Uh, Think about how you how not to reinvent the wheel. With yeah, because uh, I mean, hey, say what you will about the uh, about the non combat animation of Ruby and how just kind of weird it is. Yeah. Um, say what you will about that, but they are adding in a whole new flavor of retelling the story of Red Riding Hood. Right. Well, it, it the, is yeah, the a first take. The first tech thing that Montiel made yes. uh, of Ruby yeah. was her just fighting essentially wolves with her big scythe. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, there was a big yeah. visual thing to it. And then yeah. they built off of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it got weird and I and didn't then, like it. And now it's all like, because now, like, dust is magic, but it's not magic. But it's not magic. But though. now there's real magic. And, like,. <clears throat> And but like dust, dust is still kind of magic, but not magic, and it's just so. That's yeah. This is what happens when you just make up terms, yeah. or Whatever. <laughs> um, My nephew is a big so fan of Ruby, and so he had me watch a bunch of it. I think I got through the first two seasons, and so, I was just like, okay, this is this is different. And then of course we watched Genlock together, mm -hmm. uh, which oh, is yeah. another product of that whole world. Yeah, Rooster Teeth. Uh, and, uh, of course, Michael B. Jordan does the voice of the main character, and there are a whole bunch of other famous people that are involved in that project. And yeah. Genlock's an interesting concept. I really like kind of that idea of the, the ex machina, so to speak, of the main character being in the robot version of itself, kind of, so to speak. Mm -hmm. He has been able to possess the robot. If you will. Yeah, I have no idea what Genlock is. I've just seen, like, stuff about Genlock. And they were like, Michael B. Jordan. And I was all like, oh, cool, he's a legit nerd. Yeah. He, yeah. Michael B. Jordan's a great nerd, and I he, love him. He's a real, he's a legit otaku. Yeah, and also he he loves Marvel comics a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching yeah. like interviews and stuff when they were asking him about uh, when he was going to be in Black Panther, 
mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. And they were like asking him questions. He's like, oh, yeah, this, 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 and this. And all the other actors are all like, uh, yeah, it's uh, Wakanda. And like, you know, they were like, kind of like, this is the info that we've gotten from working on the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Michael B. Jordan's all like, oh, man, the the heart-shaped plant that he that he gets, yeah. like it came from this. And, it just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he knows all of this yeah, because yeah, yeah. He, he just knows it from before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just all like, oh, Michael, I love you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad that you can't come back. <laughs> I'm sad we're not gonna get him back. <laughs> I'm sad well, that they ended that storyline. <laughs> yes, just remember, guys, he was a Black Panther. He did eat an herb. He can be in the spirit realm. <clears throat> he was a Black Panther at one point. He was yeah, a Black Panther at one point, so he can be in the spirit realm. I don't know what the rules are if you're a bad guy, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> But it's just like because he, well, well, what about he well, was, hold on, hold on, what about when T'Challa ate the fruit again? Yeah, to get the powers back. This and, is a, this is a long conversation. Yeah, no. Like, I feel like we're gonna yeah. go deep yeah, into yeah, yeah, this yeah, Black yeah, yeah. Panther sure, stuff. Sure. I love Black Panther. Michael B. Jordan's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, uh, storytelling is a thing that Smider and I have been in love with for like much of our lives such a long time um but we have always struggled with like getting stuff down mm-hmm. and keeping yeah. it cohesive and mm-hmm. tight and mm-hmm. all that stuff and so yeah. um to quote xavier woods who i got to hear a little bit about friday on the interview show i did with sarah the rebel because yeah. uh, <gasps> she helped him set up his twit she said she helped him set up uh his twit twitter uh tweet to, not tweet. Holy cow. Twitch. Oh, gosh. What's the what's Twitch. the thing? Twitch. There we go. She helped him set up his Twitch stuff yeah. before uh, he before he started doing all his streaming and everything. Because, of course, Sarah Rebel apparently streams at least once or twice a week on Twitch herself. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I got to interview her. That was a really cool interview. I just, so, I, I just really love... Check that out. Yeah, check it out. I just really love the idea of... Uh... I caught a wisp of a dream of Xavier Woods passing me by. <laughs> I would love to but, to hang out with Xavier Woods. Oh, he seems like great. But, Will, you were about to quote him. Uh, so, uh, as he would say in Up, Up, Down, Down at the end of every episode, said, keep it tight. Keep it tight. And keep so it tight. When it comes to storylines, I mean, they've definitely got to keep it tight because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just the reality of it. So we want to roll out until break at this point where we're going to come back and give you some tips. And I don't know if I want to call them tips and tricks, but I just want to say tips about things you can do to help offset uh, being at home and different things like that. If you're having to be at home during this tough time with the coronavirus stuff. So after these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Like the juggernaut busting through a wall because he's unstoppable. We have returned. And we're ready to to help you guys out. Those of you who are listening to this that are just like, man, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck at home. Uh, stuck at home due to work or not being able to go to work. Or I'm stuck at home because my kids are home, because schools are being let out in different places. Uh, a lot of events have been canceled and continue to be canceled. I know I think they said South by Southwest has been canceled. E3 has been canceled due to issues with the coronavirus. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. My dad literally sent me a message. Uh, my dad sent me a message uh, yesterday. It was just like, how are you doing in the midst of all this madness? 
that's going on. And of course, when I heard that, I was just like, you know, first of all, I was just, I just was really blessed with the fact that my dad was messaging me and asking me how I was doing. Uh, but then also, it's just, you know, that trying to figure that kind of stuff out. So I uh, wanted to just give you guys some tips. So Rascal Brothers, first of all, do you guys have anything to recommend as far as any TV shows, any series maybe that people could be watching uh, if they have to be home for any long period of time and, you know, things that can help them maybe deal with stuff while they're at home? Mm-hmm. So I can uh, just say, first of all, um, in our house, we don't have regular TV. <clears throat> We we just use streaming services here, and we watch them on our TV. Mm-hmm. So um, the streaming services, uh, obviously most people already have Netflix, um, and it's got a lot of great stuff on there, um, including but not limited to the, um, the MCU TV shows, such as Daredevil and Punisher. Spider and I have finished watching the second season of Punisher, um, holy cow punisher holy cow punisher we just finished it like a maybe a week and a half ago um and we he's so angry, he, he's so angry. he punished so good he's yeah he's man he's real mad <laughs> why why is he mad brother well they they killed his family oh i thought you could have say a lot i'll pay close attention anyway. oh <laughs> he's got a little poopy on him yeah we got That's, a reoccurring joke we got a reoccurring joke on our thing Weird. Right. So like, why why is he so mad? Why 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 Fred Castle so heckin' mad? Because uh, he's got a little poopy on him, yeah. <laughs> and it's all like we we draw like a little a little poopy on like him. a little cartoon poopy, a little <laughs> cartoon poopy. <laughs> anyway, um, but like we're gonna we're gonna watch season three of Daredevil here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna be able to do that. There's a you know there's all kinds of shows that I haven't watched yet on there that I'm told are good and I should watch. Um, I, I've been really meaning to get around to watching stranger things. Haven't seen it yet, but, um, will, will, I have a problem. Will. Uh Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to admit a problem to you that people around here that know me personally, that hang out with me on a regular basis, they know this about me and it's something that, uh, annoys them to no end. Okay. And it's the fact that if people keep making a big deal about something that I don't know about, it makes me not want to watch it. If okay. So, like, people online will be talking about Steven Universe, and Steven Universe is the greatest thing that was ever made, ever. I'm just all like, okay, I, I, I think I'd like to check it out. And they'll be like, no, you don't understand. It's the best show ever made. Okay, guys. And, I'm okay. And, and then... They just keep, man. This char- character, this is great. This is Sunstone's the favorite fusions. Uh, uh, Pearls go oh, good. Amethyst and um, and I'm just all like, they ask you your gem sona. Yeah, they say what's your gem sona, and I'm just like, you know what? I think I I'm gonna pass one. for I don't now. Watch the yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and um, didn't, weren't you asked to like draw your gem Sona one time, and then you drew gem in the holograms version? Of you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I, I was I was doing a stream, and somebody was all like, "You should draw your gem Sona," 
And I thought about it for a little bit. I was like, you're like, I could okay. get upset. It's like, I could get upset, but I'm going to make this funny. So instead I drew a version of myself from Jim and the holograms. And it's great because none of the kids knew what, what yeah, exactly. Was. They're like, like, I don't get it. Congratulations. <laughs> Yes. Like, I don't get it. I was like, of course you don't get it. You're like two. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I'd been watching that stream because I'd watch watch that stream. I'd be like, oh my gosh, are you one of the misfits? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Uh, it, 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 Stranger Things. It's it, it's already kind of annoying when like really loud nerdy people talk about shows that they're really interested in. It becomes doubly annoying. When the general public won't shut up about it, I watched gotcha. the I watched the first season of Game of Thrones, and um, like I was like, this looks cool, and then people wouldn't shut up about how amazing <laughs> and how great Game of Thrones is, and it's perfect. It's the best show ever made, and I'm just like, same thing with Ruby. Same thing with Ruby. I watched the first the first episode of Ruby. Mm-hmm. I was like, this uh, is interesting. Yeah. Um, there's stuff about it that I don't really like that much. Um, and then people are like, no, it's the best thing ever made. Yeah. And it's <clears throat> yeah, yeah. it's a problem that I have, Will. I could I could <laughs> like you could legit shotgun a whole bunch of titles at Jingles right now and he could tell you yes or no on whether or not. If if, if I if they're a priority on my list, Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah. Now that people are starting to quiet down about it, now I'm, he's I'm, I'm starting to be like, okay, maybe I'll find some time to actually sit down and watch it. Yeah. Um, same thing with like the the CW DC shows. Yeah. It's like, Flash, well, actually, Arrow. I like I was in it for a while. You were. You but liked then Arrow. I liked Arrow a lot, and I really liked Flash. Mm-hmm. But then, <laughs> but then stuff happened, and I got, and I fell out of it. Yeah, I became. Yeah, I, I watched. Uh, I watched Arrow when he beats Deathstroke at that season finale. Oh, sorry, Ross Rachel Ghoul. Thank you. He fights Rachel Ghoul, and I'm all like, so apparently Arrow's just Batman now. Yeah, yeah, because now Rach is all like, <laughs> Rach is all like, uh, oh, Bruce Wayne, who's that? Yeah, Bruce Wayne, who's that? You're gonna take over for the League of Assassins. You're the League of Assassins now. You're you're the oh, league. you wow. are the League of Assassins, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> and like that's not the way that works. That's not how that works, and so. <laughs> Like, um, it's like it'd be like if General Ross was hunting Thor, yeah, like Thunderbolt Ross was hunting Thor, yeah. Like, who's the Hulk? I don't care about the Hulk anymore. I don't, who's the Hulk? I don't care. Thunder, this god of thunder is a menace. I'm going after the god of hammers. Oh, you know what? It would be like it would be like if J. Jonah Jameson went went after the Fantastic Four, yeah, went after the Fantastic Four. It's like. Why would you do that? Yeah. And like everybody loves Lex the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Lex Luthor goes up against Wonder Woman for no reason yeah. whatsoever. No, it's that like they, he doesn't even it's like he doesn't even <laughs> care about like his true like bad guy, more or less, or his true adversary. But anyway, um so Stranger Things has been one of those shows where I'm just all like, uh, maybe I'll get into it later. You know what's interesting? The Mandalorian blew up. And I like to think, uh, I th- I like to think that if we hadn't 
<clears throat> leapt on it as quick as we did right, right when it was coming out. I, was, I think it might have been the same thing. I was going to say there are some yeah. things. Exceptions. That there are some exceptions to, to this rule. Yeah. And it's usually stuff that I was already really into mm-hmm. and can just right. continue to be into. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah. Back back in around 2012, 2013 mm-hmm. uh, is when uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic was – shooting up in popularity yeah yeah um yes, i remember and uh i started getting into it and i really really enjoyed that i got really into oh, my yeah, little pony yeah. friendship is magic i loved it um the fans were exceptionally annoying yeah but yeah um that comes with like almost every fandom yeah. ever um, i'm about to say have we talked we we've talked about star wars fans at nauseum yes you know mm-hmm. it, it, it's every fandom has those toxic fans in it that we'd really just rather take out to the take out to the backwoods to be whipped like a redded mule to quote jr <laughs> you know uh to to take your analogy we would we would just like to take him out back and turn him into bontha fodder yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> But um, I'm gonna say that you're you're probably like me in one regard because I admit I'm like that too. I call it a hypeophobe. Mm-hmm. If I hear a whole bunch of hype about something, I tend to stay away from it just because the hype is this weird pressure that mm-hmm. people keep saying, "Well, you gotta watch, you gotta watch, you gotta watch, you gotta watch it." Like right now, like when I was in college, I remember everybody was telling me, "I don't understand how you haven't watched Hot Monty Python and the Holy Grail yet." Hmm. It's like, because I never had British stuff around me. I don't even know who Monty Python is. Mm-hmm. And this was like when I was in junior high, high school. Like, I wasn't exposed to it growing up. And so it wasn't like I got to college and everybody was just like, oh, Monty Python and Holy Grail, Monty Python and Holy Grail. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. And then like one day, years later, as I got out of college, I eventually sat down and watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And I was just like, wow. So they already told me all the best jokes in this whole thing. Yeah. Like and so that's where that that hype some that hype train sometimes can hurt, because when you go and see it, something you know you're just like, did it die because of the hype? Mm-hmm. Like did I did it did it get me to expect so much out of it, and then I got to it and watched it? It wasn't that great, right? You know, so that's a real thing. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of fan bases. I mean, whether it's MLP and the Brony culture. Yes. Uh, whether it's you know Star Wars and the and the millions and the millions of fans, even in wrestling, mm-hmm. you know there are those fans that will get involved in the wrestling stuff and just t- destroy it for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely. You and know, that is so, really I mean, I that. Um, how how odd of a thing were we that we've already tried to uh, bring us back upon the center stage here? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. You made a really good point. Yeah. You made a very good point, and that is mm-hmm. that sometimes it really sucks how a fan base can take the fun out of something that you originally liked. Right. And uh, that yep. was kind of what I, I, I was... Because we were talking about Netflix, and there's a ton of... of things on Netflix yes. that a ton of people like yeah. that I haven't personally seen yet, yeah. so I cannot personally recommend... Oh, you know what I can recommend off of Netflix? Mm. It's this little animated show mm-hmm. that we happened upon mm-hmm. that we watched all the way through the mm-hmm. first season, and I highly recommend it. It's called Hilda. 
Oh my gosh, Hilda's so good. Oh, yes. Hilda! Yes. I did a, I did a thing on my podcast about Hilda. I'm about not about I on our YouTube channel about Hilda. Hilda's great. Oh I yeah, it's fantastic. Hilda's great for kids and families. Yes, and I love it. And the new Carmen yeah. San Diego is also fun. Yeah, it is. I haven't seen that one yet, but I heard it was really good. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to come into the mindset of like young kids mm-hmm. that don't know geography well because yes. that's the whole point right. of the show yeah, is yeah, to yeah. teach you geography um where so in the world if, if you if you go into the show and uh <laughs> have that in mind about yeah. like learning geography and oh, yeah, stuff yeah. boy does it improve your experience of that show like exponentially oh yeah yeah. because yeah, yeah, if yeah. you go into adult as an adult like if you're like rolling your eyes and you, at you already have like an idea of yeah, like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the world and the cultures and stuff yeah. like that then it's just all like eh it's it's kind of <clears throat> like the only real selling point would then be the characters Mm -hmm. but the characters are really really good all right listen everybody do me a quick favor when you get done listening to this episode of conversations about dot 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 do me a favor go check out mythos podcast done by the rasco brothers themselves they get into geek stuff with them and their friends and they talk about a lot of geek things they talk about anime star wars you name it they're gonna talk about it after that, do me a favor and check out the Crafting Cosplayers podcast where she talks not only Xena, but she talks geek stuff as well. So go check both of those out for me. Those are some awesome podcasts that you need to check out. And thank you so much for continuing to rock with us here at Conversations About Dot Dot Dot. And go check those podcasts out as well. Thank you so much. And I'm sure they'll appreciate it as well if you follow them up. Take care. Uh, fans of Stranger Things uh, can get excited because Finn Wolfhart is also in that That's show. That's right. So. Nice. He does a voice in it. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, one Good of the deal. main characters, in fact. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But where? In the world. In the world. <laughs> yes. Hilda, Carmen Sandiego. I recommend, personally, Smiter's recommendation, those two on Netflix. Disney Plus, uh, DuckTales. The new I, one. I was just going to say, um, Disney Plus in general. Oh, sure, yeah. Disney, Disney Plus in general. So, Smider and I are huge Disney kids. Yeah. We, grew, we, we were raised on the movies and the TV shows. Um, that's what we've always had in our house. And so, Disney Plus, for us, has been, like, amazing. <laughs> yes. Um. All of the, the, our mom bought almost every Disney animated film that came out. Yeah. And we own on VHS. So we've seen almost all of them. So many. There's been two that are on that list that we have not seen yet. Um, And that's Fun and Fancy Free and Saludos Amigos. We haven't watched those. Oh, ones. okay. We somehow have not. Yeah, well, we never owned those ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but we watched what... all the other ones. You know what I? Oh gosh, I got so happy when. <laughs> oh, I Oh, sorry. It. Also, make mine melodies is also technically on that list as well. Right. Uh, uh-huh. You know what? Uh, you know what I saw that just made my heart flutter when I saw it on Disney. All right, first of all, if you're going back on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. like prepare to be absolutely assaulted by a wave of nostalgia 
it might even make you faint. However, I recommend it as a journey regardless. One of the ones that made my heart really flutter was getting back on and seeing the Three Caballeros on there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I love that movie. It's a weird Three movie. Three Caballeros is a, a good one. It, I, I love it. I love it. I was going back and I was re-watching it. Um, and it's such a... It is such a weird movie, but you can't think of it as a uh, traditional film from a one-to-one narrative. You gotta mm-hmm. think about it as more of a series of short stories, like yeah. an anthology. And so, essentially, that's what it is. Yeah. Actually, uh, uh, Saludos Amigos and uh, the other ones that I mentioned yeah. are essentially short okay. uh, a collection of short stories. And yeah, kind of like, oh, and I went back and I rewatched Fantasia 2000. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That was great. Ooh. That was 20 years ago. That was 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, something I'm going to recommend off that as well. Um, and this is more for adults. This definitely isn't for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix released a new original anime called Beastars. Mm. Yes. And, yeah, I've seen that. I, don't, I don't think it's and, a Netflix original. It is on uh, Netflix. I don't Netflix. know if it's a Netflix original because yeah. it's well, also no, on no, uh, like You know how the Netflix originals will have the little N in the upper left-hand corner? Yeah, that's right. I haven't seen that. That means it's a Netflix. Yeah, that means it's a Netflix. That means that I believe I, I know, it's a Netflix original. I know, I know that, but I'm saying I haven't seen it for Beastars. I'm oh, okay. Right Thank you, brother. I, I, it, I, I think it might be. I could be wrong. Very possible. I, I will never anyway, sit here and say that I'm 100% perfectly evident. But, anyway, lay so, some of that knowledge on us. So, I will definitely do that, sir. Uh, <laughs> so, B-Stars He will. Hey, he will. Won't you lay some of that say some of that knowledge on us, man? <laughs> I love it. Anyway, so, um, B-Stars basically is a very anthropomorphized series, which means everybody, basically, there's humanoid versions of animals in it. And I know what some people are going to say before I recommend it. They're going to say, oh my gosh, here goes, he's recommending something for furries. No, I'm not. The story... I mean, furries can watch it too, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, furries can watch it too, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I'm just saying, if you're not into that, and you're into some good story... um, where you're not to judge, and I think the main thing of the series so far is don't judge a book by its cover. Kind of imagine if Zootopia took it and went to the it went to a slightly darker version of that storyline, where it's kind of that old idea of this uh, this view versus herbivores versus carnivores, and like everybody's at the school and it's very much a drama club situation, like legit acting drama club stuff like that. So it plays this very interesting thing. You've got these two characters in it. It's a wolf and there's a rat, there's a dwarf rabbit. And it's kind of this question of does the main character want to eventually eat her or does he want to fall in love with her? So it kind of plays that whole side against each other. So like I said, it's definitely not a kid's show. But if you're into anime, I mean, it's very much that CG-style anime with a little bit of hand-drawn at the end, but it's very unique in the story. And so you're very intrigued by the story of what's going on. 
So if it's something that you're into and you like anime and you like anthropomorphized animals, like I said, think Zootopia, but on a slightly darker twist and in a school setting. Fair enough. You know, Fair something enough. I can highly recommend. You know uh, what? Something hey. recent. Hey, you know what? I actually find that very intriguing. I might actually check it out. Now, let me recommend <clears throat> a Netflix original anime to you. Okay. Castlevania. Yo, Castlevania. Yo, Castlevania. They just dropped the new season on Dropped us. the third season. Yep, yep, they did. Have Have you seen it? I've seen the most... I think I saw the first season. Mm-hmm. That's about okay. as far as I got. But I'm going to have to... It's been a bit since I watched it, so I might have to go back and watch it again. I think the first season is like four episodes. It yes, yeah. it's very short. It's very short. The next, it's really, the it's second, really pretty. The second season, I think it's like... I think it's six episodes. Six episodes, and this new season, season three, is ten episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right, it's wow, very really bingeable. Season two is where, it, like, season one is really cool. Yeah. Season two is where they get their nerd on. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay. <laughs> like, um, Smider and I have never been, like, huge Castlevania fans. Um We've Yo, played, but that bloody tears though. They've we've they've played a couple. We've played a couple of games, but never like gotten super deep into the lore or anything like that. But there's you can see if that I, there's a lot of love and stuff in the Castlevania show. If I remember correctly, Castlevania has Dracula in it. That's the one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Dracula's in it. Which which Castlevania has Dracula in it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. And in a way, there are some where there's like other um, main focus, like sure, sure, creatures. And but stuff. Yes, but um, jokes aside, yeah, jokes aside, uh, Castlevania has been a series that we've never been that into. We've always acknowledged that it's a good game series, um, uh-huh. and it's very, it's always been very interesting. Um, but for us, there's a lot to enjoy in the Castlevania show. Um, as an animator, I think it's amazing, mm-hmm. and the writing is really good. The characters oh, yeah. are flushed out, beautiful. As a writer, I love it. Mm-hmm. The visual storytelling for stuff is outstanding. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of like Easter eggs and like mm-hmm. neat little things here and there yeah. for those really like deep fans of Castlevania. Yeah. There, I I remember uh, hearing somebody pointed out that like how great of a touch it is that um, one of the main characters, Trevor, uh, he finds a like an upgrade to his weapon, the whip. Uh, he finds it in a chest in the wall. Yeah, in the wall. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. I was um, like, and that you know what? Thank you for pointing that out. I didn't even think about that. That's great. Yeah. And I think you can see it in season one, but there's a thing that Dracula uses yeah. to move his castle around. Yeah. That is a save point yeah. from Symphony of the Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that device he uses okay. yeah, yeah. is a save point from yeah, yeah, Castlevania yeah. Symphony of the Night. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, uh, they there's this quote. I, I'm probably going to butcher it, but I just want it to be known that it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this line in the first season where Trevor Belmont is, uh, in that first town. I think it's Wallachia. Yeah. I, well, well I, oh, I Wallachia is the country. The country. The country. Wallachia. Um, but he's in that first town 
And uh, he goes up to somebody selling meat. And he says, um, he says, uh, I'm hungry. How much for uh, two pieces? How much for uh, a side of meat? And the person says, that'll be two coins, if you please. And that is a one-to-one quote from uh, Castlevania Two put into the show. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Again, I'm probably butchering it, and uh, I'm sure... The Castle, I'm sure the diehard Castlevania fans, who I totally respect because I'm a diehard Metal Gear fan. Right. Um, I'm sure the diehard Castlevania fans will find me and they'll hit me with a holy cross and holy water. Yeah. Banish me back to my dark they'll, realm. They'll hit you with Grand Cross. They'll hit me with that Grand Cross and then banish me back to the darkness. Yes. Like, no! No! <laughs> Forgive me, my dark emperor! As I fade away. And then they're all like, who's the dark emperor? And then they have to go fight Pie Man. And then they tell him, die, monster! You don't belong oh, no. in this world! But it's great. And then he fades, and then he fades, and then he fades away. And that's when you discover that deep down he found the DVD of that one anime series that he no, destroyed no, years no. ago. No, shut up about that. No, don't shut, talk about shut, that. Don't talk about don't talk don't, about don't talk about Master of Martial Arts. <laughs> Here's how the nightmare truly begins again. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The screen yeah, the screen uh, goes black and the, the screen goes black and it says the nightmare begins anew. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the new version of the game. But so yes, something else that, I'm gonna recommend. Mm-hmm. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just gonna say so, yes. Castlevania yeah. recommend it. Yeah, that's also like it's a it's a TVMA rated show. As oh well. yeah, because it's it's adults. exceptionally it's exceptionally violent, and there's a lot of sweary marys in it. But yeah. you know that's that's to be expected from yeah. from a lot of stuff from yeah. right. It is for adults. Now, I will say something for kids. If you have the streaming service for Hulu, uh, you do have the option of there are Nickelodeon channels that have a lot of different stuff on there. You know, there there are other small different uh, for kids sections that are available on Hulu that you can just stream through if you want to do that. I mean, they have everything from, I believe, uh, Clowder or Chowder. Uh, they have Chowder. They have uh, Teen Titans Go!, they have a whole bunch of different shows and things like that that are available as well. Another one I would recommend on Netflix is uh, Symbiotic Titan. Uh, it's a show that was done by Gendy Tadakoski, who also did Dexter's Laboratory as well as uh, the Clone Wars, the original Clone Wars animated show mm-hmm. that came out on Cartoon Network. Uh, that's, a, that's a good one to recommend for kids that and they can Samurai watch and Jack. enjoy. Samurai, yeah, he also did Samurai Jack. Unfortunately, Samurai Jack's not on any known streaming service unless you pay for it. You know, mm-hmm. but that's neither here nor there at this point. Um, another thing I would highly recommend for the kiddos, uh, and it's just, you know, it's just, you know, if they have their books at home, you know, cause I know not all schools send the books home with the kids, but if they have their books at home, have them spend an hour or two just working on some stuff. You know, with you just helping them out as they're going through different things, whether it be the math or English, their spelling. It will have your kids work. Have your kids work with you at home. 
you know, have you work with them if you're at home and they're doing schoolwork or things like that. Cause I know some schools have set out packets of homework and things like that to keep the kids going as far as education goes while they're out. And so, you know, take some time every day to work on those things. Because, I, you know, we don't know how long they're going to send those packets out or how much they're going to send out. If they're sending out maybe a week's worth of work, well, you know, you're not going to necessarily sit down and do a week's worth of work on day one. You know, so you want to do a little bit at a time. You know, get, get let them have the breaks that they need. You know, let them make sure they have the snacks. Make sure to stock up on food in small ways while you can. Uh, we don't know how long it's going to be that stores are going to be able to stay open. That We don't know how long, like, the fast food businesses are going to be able to stay open. You know, they may stay open through the whole thing. They may not. But you'll always want to prepare in case they don't or in case they can't. And so, you know, you want to get your grocery shopping in as small increments as you can to be out not too long to jeopardize anything, but just long enough to get the stuff you need. You know, make sure you got plenty of water. Make sure you've got plenty of basic stuff. You know, they say the average person should have enough food in their home to be able to survive for a minimum of two to three weeks uh, if, a stores, if the stores aren't open. So you just want to make sure to get those type of things. Um, I know we're talking about entertainment and things like that, but, you know, we know other things have got to go on as well. Uh, speaking back on the entertainment front, though, I will say, if you're a person that does comic books, uh, talk to your local store. See if there's a way you can set up the way to ship it to your home. You know, so that way I know there's a store that I get my comic books from from Houston, and they ship them to me, of course. They land on my front porch every week or so, every couple of weeks. And so it's the same thing. A lot of stores, if you tell them that, you tell them, hey, you know, can you ship it to me? You know, let me know how much my box is. And don't leave them on a lurch. If you've got a pull box, man, try to keep that thing empty. Because you got to understand, man, comic book stores, bookstores, and even bookstores, you know, if you have stuff in bookstores, I know Barnes and Noble will do some pull list. They'll do special orders and stuff like that for people, and they'll get them in store. If you don't come pick those things up, if you don't come purchase those things, guess what? They've already paid for them. And then what happens is if you don't pick them up within a certain time and they go to try to put it back on the shelf, guess what? They've already missed that sales window. So in a lot of cases, it just ends up becoming back stock. So if you've got a store that's being willing to pull your books for you, make sure to try to keep it clear as best you can. And we know money can get tight, you know, especially if you're not working a full shift like you were. But you know, if that's the case, you know, let your people know, hey, here's what my situation is. I'm not going to be able to work for the next few weeks. You know, let them know because they'll work with you if you're letting them know what's going on. But if you just drop them and they act like it's not a priority, then they're kind of leaving them in alert. So just don't do that. Just just don't put them in that bad of a situation because your stores need you just as much as you need them. You know, so just make sure you're, you're getting the stuff you need. Uh, I'll tell this story real quick. I was at Walmart. I was at the Squiggly store. That's uh, so I like to call it sometimes. The yes, Squiggly store. Oh, man. Friday, the McSquigglies? The, no, mix, no, it's the just Squiggly the store. The Squiggly store. All right. Yeah, the Squiggly The squiggly is in the middle of the Walmart thing for a long time before they replace it with the Happy Face. Yep. But if, if you work for one of those Squiggly store, they still make you do the Squiggly. There's a little dance that goes with it and everything. It's really cultish. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> do the Squiggly. Anyway, do the Squiggly. Do the Squiggly. Yep. But anyway, so I went there, and this guy had unloaded, I think, his sixth pallet of toilet paper that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wasn't even hitting the shelves. Like, at the time it took them to open the boxes, people were trying to go in and grab the boxes, and they just kept having to tell them, like, no, back off. 
Mm-hmm. Like, let us at least open the boxes before you try to get it. Cause we have to inventory that. Yeah. You know, like, please let us open the boxes. And so, like, I came up. I was like, hey, I was just wondering if I could get a roll of this toilet paper, this 12-pack of toilet paper. And it was like, oh, man, you're like the first person to come up and ask us for it. Yeah. Most people are just trying to rip it through the boxes and grab it. It's like, I'm not that dude. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, possibly get kicked out of the store over toilet paper. Right, right. And so he just kind of laughed. He goes, no, nah, no. Nah. He said, I got you, dude. He just stopped what he was doing, opened up the box, handed it to me. So here you go. So then, like, I'm walking around toward the milk, and this one lady comes over. She's like, hey, where'd you get that toilet paper? I was like, there's some right down there, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait to get it because you may end up, you know, not be able to get it because they just pull it out there. They put it out as quick. It's good as quick as they put it out. And so the lady started reaching in my basket. I said, ma'am, what are you doing reaching in my basket? I was just pointing at the toilet paper. Ma'am, you already asked me for the toilet paper before you started putting your hands in my basket. Please get your hands out of my basket. You know, like, just go down there and get it while they still got it. She goes, oh, okay, well, yeah, I, I didn't mean to. Uh, just, just go get toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sitting there going, like, really? Like, I'm standing there watching you trying to reach into the basket to grab this toilet paper out. Like, you don't think I see you right now? Like, don't do that. Like, don't be that person. Like, there's no need to be that person right now because there's still toilet paper down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Agreed. I passed the guy on the way out, and, like, he was like, bro, man, he says, I'm tired. I said, how many pallets? He said, I just unstocked the last pallet that we have access to right now, and that was the eight. That was this evening. Mm-hmm. So he had unloaded eight pallets full of toilet paper and paper towels. They were all gone that quick. Like, he couldn't even get them onto the shelves. You know, I was talking with a coworker about this, and he was saying um, that he was feeling like a similar experience going through uh, his own personal Walmart. And he was saying that uh, it's so eerie because uh, a lot of people... um, like, it, it's often, you know, depicted in movies and stuff that, like, as soon as the apocalypse hit, people will just bury each other to get what they need. And he was saying, this right here, this is why uh, it's viewed that way. Because people aren't going to be willing to be civil to just actually pay for stuff. Um, there's going to be people that are just going to try to steal stuff because they're too scared and they're not thinking right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the thing about it is, it's weird. Is it like, okay, I understand. Okay. And I saw this on Facebook and I thought it was the most beautiful thing somebody put down. They were like, if your family of four needs more than four 24 packs of toilet paper to get through a standard week or two, you should have been at the hospital weeks ago. It, the, the, the coronavirus is not the thing that's going to be your killing. Yeah. Like if, you're, if you're producing that much poo, and of course, for a two-week period, the way you're having to wipe that much, there's something hugely wrong with your digestive sure. systems. Yeah. You know, but it's like you see people coming out, and they've got like, you know, eight or nine, 24 packs. And I can understand if you're setting it up so that you can donate that to people who need it later. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the people that are going out there <clears> and buying, you know, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of boxes of hand sanitizer to try to flip them on eBay. You know, they're trying right. to flip packs of toilet paper on eBay for 20 or $30 for a pack of toilet paper. Right. You know, it's like, 
But anyway. And it's like, to me, it's just like, there's you got to be decent people. That's all I'm ultimately saying. Sure. You know, try to help each other out where you can. You know, if you see somebody that's elderly that doesn't have access to toilet paper or something like that, you've got extra toilet paper, please share. Yeah. So what other recommendations can we offer? Okay. So I also want to recommend a couple of movies that I've recently watched. Uh, and, uh, and also, since we spoke about Disney Plus earlier, they released Frozen 2 out three weeks earlier than they were originally supposed to release it. To oh, help neat. parents combat combat, yeah. uh, combat this whole thing with their kids being home and stuff like that, being out of school. Mm-hmm. So they actually posted up on the deal in the email I got today, yesterday, saying, hey, normally uh, our standard release product for the time frame when something gets released is a month from the time it's released. And so for the mass media, so like whatever it releases on Blu-ray, DVD, and stuff like that, there's a month after that before it normally goes to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. But they said due to the issues with the coronavirus and stuff, there's like, it's out now. Like it literally can be watched today. I think they released it late last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, for people, you know, and it was just like, you know, we want you to know that we care. You know, we're trying to do everything we can to help you uh, entertain your children and stuff like that during these tough times. So I thought that was really neat that Disney Plus would uh, take the time to do that and make that decision. And so, yeah, of course, like I'm that. wondering if I, I rumor is they're going to do the same thing with the Rise of Skywalker. They may release it early as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see if we they do see. or not. Here's what I want to um, know: Are they going to release that original piece of footage that they put on Fortnite? <laughs> Don't talk about that, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, hey dear. everyone, I'm back. Oh, Fortnite. <laughs> oh, Fortnite, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, no. Emperor Palpatine has the greatest dance moves ever. Yes. Lord Vader. Uh, Vader. <laughs> uh, I would also like to suggest if for those people who do video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I would like to suggest uh, if you're into sports games, I have recently procured NBA Playground. Uh, if you're into basketball, that's not super. Um, that's not super realistic. If you're into more of like the NBA Jam style of basketball playing video games, and I know Playgrounds, I think it's been out for a year or two, but they had a really big sale on PSN the other day. I think I picked it up for like three bucks. There's this NBA playground. So basically what you do is you go through, you play, you get these little coins that for every game you win and stuff like that, you can get packs of cards. And in the packs of cards, you unlock other players. And so that basically you can have a team, for example, where you can have AI playing with Dr. J, you know, for the Sixers, mm-hmm. you know, different things like that. So it's definitely more NBA jams, very non-realistic. You, you know, the dunks from half across, halfway across the court type stuff and things like that and yeah you know speed boosts and all that kind of silly stuff so you can get that uh, also of course you know the spider-man game for ps4 and xbox i hear is really good i've not had still hadn't had a chance to play it yet but i've heard awesome hey, things uh, from you guys uh, primarily hey, uh, hey, talking Will. about that game yes hey well uh spider-man yes. for ps4 is a ps4 exclusive oh well that's not for xbox sorry no no i don't want it <laughs> it's I don't okay wanna... It is a PS4. I don't want to recommend for the wrong thing. It's PS4. It's okay. okay. It's all on PS4, guys. If you if you haven't, here's my recommendation: if you have an Xbox, trade it in for a PS4. 
<laughs> High five. Then play Spider-Man. Then play Spider-Man. Persona 5, I think we just got a couple of more games of the Persona 5 franchise that came yeah. out. Yeah. As well. There's if you're the, into Persona 5 in that world. There's the new version of it, the Royale. Yeah, I don't know if Royale's out yet. Sorry, the Royal. Oh, sorry, the Royal. Yeah. I, the Royal. Persona 5. The, the Royal. The Royal. The Battle Royale. Hey, <laughs> Persona 5 Battle Royale. Don't say that. Sorry, oh, I'm sorry. That that's, was a bad. I'm about to say, that's that a crossover. That's, that's a crossover we don't need to see. <laughs> crossover? <laughs> battle Royale well, is a that, genre. I thought Battle Royale was a movie. Battle Royale Battle was Ro- a manga. <laughs> Battle Royale was a manga before it was a Let's movie. go through the history of this. Let's talk about Battle Royales okay. real quick. Okay. So <laughs> Battle Royale originally started as a manga, became a movie, and uh, and then it slowly became a genre yeah. of story. Because and uh, then, the Hunger Games took it and pretty much copied it. Yeah, basically. For and ba- then, like, basically anyway. So. And then those became... Hugely popular movies, which then, I haven't seen. And then some loser named Player Unknown. I have no idea who that guy is. I don't know. I, I tried to find his name, but it kept saying that the player was unknown. Uh, so. He made a game called Battlegrounds. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he slapped his name on everything. Yep. He made he made a broken subpar game that Big somehow oof. that somehow had a really strong uh, multiplayer concept. And now it actually functions, I hear. Yeah, I hear it's actually functioning now. Yes. But nobody cares because no, they because moved they're on. Because they're all to... like, oh man, it's Battle Royale. Yeah. And then Fortnite came along and kicked it, kicked the chair out from underneath it and stole, <laughs> stole the spotlight for Battle Royale. By the way, ironically, I was all in on Fortnite when it was first announced. Jingles could tell you this. Yeah, we were interested in Fortnite, but not because of the Battle Royale part of it. Yeah. That's interesting because it was initially touted as just like a cooperative yeah. like experience. Yeah, of it like, was an online uh, multiplayer horde mode. Yeah. So you and your friends would set up defenses and traps and stuff and fight off against zombies. Essentially zombies. I don't yeah. know if they were actually called zombies. Yeah. I think they had like but they were monsters. But nobody plays types. that part of the game. No, because, because later they patched in a battle royale mode, and now it's bigger. And everybody than just that. plays the battle royale. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Makes and sense. then Ninja so, showed up, way. and he was all like, "If you're not toxic, then you're not winning." Yeah. Oh gosh. Which, by the way, I think I saw a ninja comic book at Walmart the other day, and I'm like, when did he get so big that he has his own comic book? What did I miss? <laughs> I mean, uh, what I want to know is... Daigo has his own a comic book. Oh, who does? Daigo Mahara. You see, Daigo? Daigo's a humble dude, and I want to read that manga. However, the ninja comic, I want to pick it up, and I want to be like, yeah, this guy deserves to be published as much as Iron Man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. This guy that screams into the microphone and says, if you're not toxic, then you're not winning. Yeah, who tells kids to go kill themselves every once in a while. Yeah, uh, he deserves a comic. Yeah, he deserves a comic. Um, we don't recommend that, by the way. Don't, don't, don't no, be no, that don't, person. Obviously, gaming, don't be don't toxic. Be don't, yeah. don't be toxic. Yeah, don't be ninja. We don't personally recommend ninja's comic. Yes. We are joking. Yes. Um... But that's that is what Battle Royale now's uh, is now. Also, 
it really sucked for me because at this point, before like the term battle royale just started getting thrown around all over the place, uh, I was used to the term being used for a free for all in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like a battle royale. Exactly. Like a battle royale was when a bunch of wrestlers got into the ring and they all wrestled each other. And they tried to throw each other out of the ring. Yeah. It was the Royal Rumble. And then, uh, and now nobody uses it in wrestling. And It's still the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's still, well, they don't yeah. say battle royale anymore. Because hmm. I can no, still remember don't. a movie way back when. I can't even remember the name of it. But it was like this movie about this group of kids... They find a way to access, like, a super suit, but they have to share the suit between them. Mm. And there's one point where, like, one really big brash kid, he has a chance to take down the bad guy. And he's, like, slamming him around. And he says, and he says, it's a battle royale! And I was all like, yeah! As a kid, I was all like, yeah, wrestling! <laughs> yeah, wrestling. Um, it, yeah, by he, the way, No Holds Barred is on Netflix as well. Oh, no Holds Barred. Which, no holds barred, but Hulk Hogan and Zeus. 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 Yo, but what about the? Can I just have a two-hour Netflix special of just Macho Man cutting promos? <laughs> oh gosh, that'd be just great. String all his great promos together. Oh, it's always great promos. Uh, now we're here with uh, another man who has completely turned it around in a 180. A 180! And then a 360. A 360! 360, yeah! <laughs> oh, around the place to turn around, yeah, because the world revolves around the macho man, yeah. Yeah. It all works out. Will, 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 Will. You you need to go back and you need to rewatch cut, promos cut by the Ultimate Maniacs. Oh, dude, I watched one last night. It's the one where they've got the glasses on. Yes. And also the warriors. And they're talking about the skeleton. About yeah. we're a skeleton of a man. Uh, and even there's a skeleton of a man. Uh, like, oh. uh, <laughs> I get scared. I'll tell you what. i tell you what, Ric Flair and... Uh, uh, what was it? Was it was uh, Ric Flair and... Nature by Ric Flair and... What is Ultimate Warrior doing? His mouth is open, and he's just going. <sighs> yeah, he's just growling. He just yeah. does a whole lot of growling. And, <laughs> but anyway, um, that so yeah, sorry. recommendations. Yeah, watch. Go to YouTube and watch. Type in Macho Man promo and just get ready to laugh. There's another yes. one. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, need yeah, to yeah. laugh in life. Watch a Macho Man promos because you will I, laugh a lot. I'm gonna touch back on uh, video game recommendations. Okay. Okay. Um, for the Switch, I recommend uh, Pokemon Sword or Shield. And or shield. Okay. And or Shield if you're in the mood for a fun RPG. Yeah. Fun role easy game. and for babies. Well, a baby game for babies, which is why I love it. Now, I I gotta ask a question because I don't know the difference between Sun and Shield or Sword and Shield. So, what's the, what are the differences in the games today? So, as this, so usually <laughs> in Pokemon games, break it down for him. Usually, there's the only difference between the two versions is the type of Pokemon that you can catch. There are maybe there tends to be like five to ten. Pokemon that are exclusive to one version mm -hmm. that you cannot catch in the other version. But uh -huh. uh, aside from that, they're effectively identical 
games. Mm-hmm. Um, but this in, one really in Pokemon, makes... in Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, they had the the day night mechanics, yeah. and they had them swapped between the games. Yeah, and so certain things uh, could only happen during night certain mm-hmm. things only during the day yeah and that was kind of like a big thing yeah with that game uh pokemon sword and pokemon shield <clears throat> did something that i have never seen before with a pokemon game mm-hmm. and that they have two version exclusive. two version exclusive gym leaders yes um okay and so uh will i don't know how how deep into pokemon that you are <laughs> Uh, as as two boys that grew up on Pokemon and kind of followed it for a long time, yeah. we're pretty deep on that. Yeah, yeah, Gym yeah. leaders are people that you have to challenge, and once you've defeated them, you get a badge for. Mm-hmm. When you collect all uh-huh. the badges from all the gym leaders, you can then take on the uh, uh, the Pokemon League to mm-hmm. become the Pokemon League champion. Yes. Um, oh, nice. They're typically... Eight trainer, eight gym leaders. There's typically eight gym leaders, mm-hmm. um, and uh, each gym leader is almost always like focuses on one Pokemon type. Yeah, fire, water grass. type, fire type, grass type, flying type. They, these are usually the uh, the typings that people go with. Um, gotcha. And uh, but in this one. Uh, Two two of the gym leaders are exclusive to their particular game. Mm-hmm. In- I like to think we did get, we got the better version. Uh, it, there's an argument that it could actually be made there yeah. oh. because I like one <laughs> gym leader from, from Sword and one gym leader from, from Shield. Shield, yeah, like more than the other. Yeah. Um, in Pokemon Sword, uh, they have the exclusive fighting type gym leader. Her name is B, and, and she's a, loves her. I love her because she's a little tomboyish fight girl. Yes. <laughs> All right, that sounds um, cool. I'm I'm a big fan of like cute like martial arts girls. Mm-hmm. Big fan. <laughs> um, and also the rock type leader, uh, Gordy. Mm-hmm. Um, the rock, he's a cool guy. the rock, the most electrified, the most electrified man in all the sports entertainment. Oh, sorry, wrong rock. How could Go you? Ahead. How could you do that? <laughs> Um, I think you mean the Brock. Because <laughs> ah. in, in the first generation games, Brock was the rock type gym leader. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in Pokemon Shield, uh, B, the fighting type gym leader, is replaced with Alistair, the ghost type gym leader. Yeah. And uh, Gordy is replaced with Milani, the mm. ice type gym leader. Yeah. She's very nice, very maternal. Yeah, she she is uh, in the story of Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Uh, she is actually Gordy's mother. Okay, is Team Rocket involved? Team Rocket has been defeated for many years. <laughs> okay, they have different teams now. Oh, every game has, like except for the except for red, blue, and green. And uh, gold, silver, crystal, like the first two generations of games, every other game has a new team in it. Yeah, a new, different team with different goals and different motivations. Yeah. Team Rocket is a, fe- is a criminal organization that steals powerful Pokemon and sells them on the black market. That's kind of their big thing. Yeah. 
Ironically, uh, no team in this one. Yeah. Spoiler alerts. No, no real team. Yeah. No real uh, team of bad guys in this one. Well, but kind there of. Are, but there are stuff that goes down. Yeah. There, there, there are like antagonists, but yeah. they're like antagonists in that you kind of have to get through them. But then yeah. after a while, they're like. They're not antagonists anymore. Sure. They're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a team. Uh, they're called Team Yell. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes, Team Yell is a is a, an antagonist. Well, we team. do streams on this. <laughs> yeah, we streamed this game a couple of times, um, and uh, so in the different games, the different teams have like different goals. Yeah. That they have in mind. Yeah. Uh, in Ruby Sapphire Emerald. There was Team Aqua and Team Magma, and uh, they were two teams that were butting heads against each other. Yeah. They had different goals. Yeah. Uh, team Aqua wanted to increase uh, water coverage across the planet, which was the right choice. And then there was dumb Team Magma that... That wanted to increase the land masses instead. Yeah. And so... You can uh, tell where my allegiances were. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they were both focusing on on uh, finding oh. legendary Pokemon that could effectively do this for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, which terraforming the planet is not a good idea. <laughs> no, just terraform the planet. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so different teams do different things. Um, and most of the time uh, in the games, like the, the different teams that you come across are like, the main antagon antagonistic force mm -hmm. um, that you have to deal with. Yeah. Um, from Pokemon Sun and Moon and Sword and Shield, mm -hmm. uh, the teams in both of those games yeah, they're are just... They're, they're, they're not a diversion. The, they're, they're more of a diversion than yeah. what is like the true actual like antagonistic yeah. force. Yeah, they really mixed it up in, in Sun and Moon from there on. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case with like... The previous ones, like mm -hmm. X and Y, yeah. which I believe was the one before yeah, and uh, black Sun and, and Moon white. and yeah. Black and White. Um, in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, Team Rocket kind of does come back mm -hmm. in uh, in the form of Team Rainbow Rocket. Mm -hmm. And Team Rainbow Rocket is, is made up of uh, the main bad guy from the original games giovanni as he's collecting all the other bad guys as he's collecting the bad guys making, from all the other games he's making a masters of evil slash legion of doom version of pokemon yeah essentially yeah. and and collecting the leaders of all the different teams from all the different generations up to this point that sounds like some high level stuff there yes it's pretty crazy. Um, what other uh, recommendations can we recommend? Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. So, Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Sword uh, and Shield has been really great. Yeah, Sword and Shield. Uh, in terms of a fighting game, depending on how serious you want to get with it, mm -hmm. I can recommend uh, Super Smash Brothers for the Switch. Yeah. Um, I can, but if you're looking to get a bit more competitive with that. Um, because Super Smash Brothers can go anywhere from being a party game to being actually very competitive. Yeah. Um, but if, uh, you're in the mood for something a bit more real, I can still, I mean, on a base level, I can still recommend Mortal Kombat 11 for the PS4. Um, 
And or if you're in the mood for something a bit more classic and a little bit more tried and true, there is the Street Fighter anniversary collection. Yes. And I also recommend that as well. Yes. Um, but in terms of first person shooters, Doom. Doom. One hundred percent of the time. Doom twenty sixteen. Doom uh as it was released in twenty sixteen. It is on the Switch and on the PS4. Oh yeah, it is, yeah. Um, hmm. I hadn't played Doom in a while. I think you'd like it. I really do. Perhaps you would. We also streamed that. So yeah, we also did stream about, yeah, uh, Doom as well. If you're curious about that, check that one out too. I'll check that one out. I was going to suggest also Injustice 1 and 2. If you're into fighting games with more of a bigger storyline involving... Uh, your DC superheroes and some bad stuff that occurs and how mm-hmm. it triggers mm-hmm. some other bad stuff that happens. And you get a very interesting alternative world uh, for DC comics that ends up getting comic booked and trade paperbacked and all that sorts of stuff as well because they've done other stories outside of the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will. That's something I would recommend. I'll say this about Injustice I like the story a whole lot, mm-hmm. I'm not super fond of the gameplay. Fair but, enough. But that's that's like Fair my enough. personal preference for yeah. fighting games. Yeah. Uh, the oh. the NRS games, the NetherRealm Studios games, yeah, um, are very cool and have very interesting stories. But uh, I don't personally like the way they play very much. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. But and... I would recommend them. For at least the story. Sure, sure. And uh, and if you're looking for something uh, fast-paced but not necessarily a fighting game, I recommend Devil May Cry 5. Mm. It All is right. so much fun. <laughs> and what's neat about it is that uh, they do such a good job at having a self-contained story. But they have it that... It's so well executed that you don't need you don't necessarily need to have played all the other Devil May Cry games in order to enjoy this one because they lightly go over details that existed in previous games and they do a great job of explaining it to you in the context of where it's relevant. It's like this guy is here because there was this other guy way back when. Don't worry about it. Let's keep going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it's. The Devil May Cry has this pedigree of being one of the greatest action character franchises out there. And Devil May Cry is Devil May Cry 5 is easily the one of if not the most polished version of that. So I highly recommend it. Okay. I want to advise for a couple of comic books as well to go check out. Uh, the first one I'd highly recommend, they have traded it. It's out by SourcePoint Press, and that's Dirk, uh, Dirk Manning and uh, Kaylin Smith's Hope. Uh, basically, it's a story about a mom that, it's it's a mom, the first we first meet them, it's like a mom and a, and a, and a, and a dad having an argument with a little girl in the back, and then they end up getting into a wreck. Well, as they get into the wreck, the husband is, ends up in a coma, and all of a sudden, Hope, ends up having to reveal that she's an ultra uh, because in order to save her daughter's life, she basically kind of comes up out of the car before the crash occurs and she's flying over the street holding her daughter. And one thing that you got to understand about this is that ultras are government controlled. So because she's not been under the government's thumb for several years because she just wanted to retire and become a mother 
and be a wife and everything like that and try to fix her marriage and stuff, some bad stuff happens as a result of that moment. And so they really get into the ideas of kind of what happens in a world where superheroes are managed by the government instead of being kind of their own thing. So that's a good story. And then the other one I'll recommend highly is Aubrey Citizen. Uh, if you've watched the toys that made us and you watched the, the wrestling action figures episode, uh, he's in there all over the place. Uh, he wrote a book. He did a comic years ago called The Story of Professional Wrestling. It kind of talks about the era from the territories all the way to WWE and everything. And then even other federations around the world that deal with wrestling, you know. And so he wrote a book recently called, uh, for Dark Horse, called No One Left to Fight. And it's kind of the idea of what happens when the old gunslinger uh, has to put away his guns and try to live a normal life and find love and everything. And then right as he's trying to do that, he basically gets called back into this big fight that could end up killing him. Uh, because he's just physically gotten older and he's just not for sure that he can do the he can fight as he used to as a as a great warrior from the past. Uh, they basically they basically compare it to like if you took WWE elements of WWE and added it to Dragon Ball Z with some very colorful alien characters and said you're gonna get into fights with each other a bunch. So those are two I highly recommend. Fair enough. Right on. Oh, and also Harriet Tubman. Demon Slayer. No oh boy. Yeah, yeah, he's brought uh, that up a couple times. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's just it. it immediately reminds me of uh Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I will say one thing that's interesting about the book is, is that uh it will deal with the real life struggles that Harriet Tubman had with narcolepsy. Because she actually dealt with narcolepsy in real life and so they'll actually be doing that. Uh I am hoping I, I can't guarantee that I'm going to be able to do it, but I'm hoping to get the actual writer of the story on a future podcast episode, uh, Mr. David Cronson. And uh, basically he talks about the idea of, you know, what would it be like if the South pretty much decided that we needed vampires in it in order to wrangle in the slaves? Sure. And so it's kind of the art idea of the story. So, All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot of recommendations. Yeah, that that ought to hold them off for a while. Right? I hope so. <laughs> I I was gonna say, uh, as far as comics go, I haven't really read anything new lately, mm-hmm. so I don't really have much to recommend on that front. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think we can say we can wrap this up here and go ahead and let uh, let you guys get ready for. The, the mythos uh the mythos uh, con- experience yeah. that is coming so coming to the us the mythos soon. madness yeah the mythos madness yeah what are you guys gonna be talking about today by the way we oh. uh hold on really quick I just yeah. want to say what really well a small a small detail that I really appreciate about Will what really sells his uh, macho like another small detail that sells his macho man. Mm-hmm. Is how he doesn't say madness. He says madness. Yeah. Madness. Madness. Yeah. You gotta have that. You gotta have that bit of twang in there. It's like I was practicing the other day. The what he says the speed of Parker right before he starts listening. He's like, "Hey, bug boy, you're going nowhere. Yeah, I got you in there for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yep. 
bone saws ready. ready. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Go ahead. Yes. Oh, today's uh, topic. Today's topic. We are going to be going over tabletop games. Yes. And various tabletop games and tabletop gaming and stuff. I hope you listen to it, Will, because we're going to be going over a lot of stuff, and I think a lot of it you're going to be interested in. Yes. Well, I, first of all, I listen to every show you guys do, so I'm going to listen to it. That's not a question. Uh, it's, it's, it's not an if, it's a when. For me. But then the other thing is, I'm going to also have to make sure I get a question in before you guys get started. So mm-hmm. I'll make sure to do a question and have it in there for you guys on that. So yeah, anyway, exactly. listen, guys, uh, you know, with all the stuff going on and, you know, if you've got your news on constant cycle, like I said, sometimes rest your ears. Take some time to just spend some time with those you love. Call your mamas. If you don't live nearby, tell them you love them. Mm-hmm. You know, be around for people who need you. Care oh. for those who need caring for. Yes, care yes, for everybody. Know, um, try to try to try to reach out and do something for other people. And you know, let's you know, this is not a time to get on Facebook and have fights over silliness. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I was gonna it say gets, it would be real easy to do that because you know, of course, yeah. people being at home and not having as much, not being out as much. You know, people just get the Twitter wars and Facebook beefs and all that stuff and. This ain't the time for that. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. 100%. All right. Uh, I was going to say uh, a thing also is to, you know, if you, if whoever's listening is a newer listener, mm-hmm. podcasts are a great way to just spend, oh, is to just yeah. waste time and just listening to, absolutely, to people talk about stuff. Uh, Will's podcast is, uh, one that I really like because of how interactive it is yes. and how encouraging he is for people to get in and talk to you each get other. Get in on the conversation. Get in on the conversation. Dot, dot, dot. About whatever it is that we're talking about. <laughs> and that's a that's a yeah. big thing. Uh, and so... Ours is kind of like that, too. Yeah, ours is a lot like that, too. We we encourage whoever wants to to, yeah. to leave a voice message and, you know, chat and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we are working on doing uh, a thing with uh, Pathfinder and Will's podcast. So, so that'll expect, hopefully be yeah, something that you can great you can sit down and listen to for yeah. a long period of time. Yeah. And agreed. enjoy. Yeah. So right. mainly above all else, you know, why we do podcasts and things like that. We First of all, we, obviously we're talking to people. Uh, but we, we want to try to entertain, and I know that's something that the fellas talks about, but that's Stan Lee quote, but, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, we're trying to entertain you guys because we know how crazy it is in the world we live in sometimes. And so we try to, you know, if we can put a smile on your face, that's the most important thing. And just let us know if we do. Mm-hmm. That, that's, 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 that's mainly it. So listen, guys, above all else, uh, encourage one another, grow around one another, help one another when you can. Strive to do the best to be the best human being you can be. Um, I'm not even going to get into the faith levels of it, but just try to be good people. Yeah. And above all else, guys, be blessing a blessing to somebody. Okay, seriously, you 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 won't you won't regret it. Okay, you guys take care. God bless, and I uh, hope to see you guys back on next week's episode of Conversation About Dot Dot Dot. Take care.